we go. Uh, good thing we weren't recording before we started. <laughs> Hi again, everybody. It's Jungle Jim Jerome coming at you with a special episode of Inside Curly. It's Thursday night, boys. I used to love Thursday nights. The round robins over at the Scotties. Of course, we're going to talk about that, see how it all shaped up. Warren, I was good on Thursday nights, man. I put on my three-piece corduroy suit, and I'd go down to Disco Viva in Ottawa. And the lineup to dance with me, Warren, was <laughs> was around the corner. Oh, <laughs> bet it was. I was like, what's his name? Terry on Saturday Night Fever. So I love Thursday nights. Welcome, everybody, uh, to this uh, special Inside the Scotties, I guess we'll call it, with our two World Curling Hall of Famers, Kevin Martin and the one and only Warren Hansen. There's no curling teams in Manitoba right now, okay? They're all in Calgary, right? <laughs> we want to thank all our sponsors who do it each and every week with us. Jackpot City, Coyote Tractor, and Goldline. Each week on the show, Coyote Tractor brings you hot rock topics. If you have work to do, Coyote has the tractors, the UTVs, the ZTRs, and compact construction equipment to do it, Coyote. We dig dirt. Scotty's in Calgary, just finished. Round Robin. It always, like, you keep thinking, oh, there's 52 different combinations, permutations. We've got to wait and see what happens. One game meant something tonight, right? It was big. Uh, we got to talk about that. The World Juniors are being played in Finland. They reached the end of the round robin. Uh, we'll see how Canada was doing. They weren't quite doing as as we hoped, I think, Warren, when we updated a couple days ago. Huh? Uh, the men weren't, no. W- women have done okay, but the men have had some trouble. Uh, music to my ears. A bunch of F-bombs are being dropped at the curling thing. <laughs> now we're taught. Warren, you want to bring the young kids in, baby? Okay? You want to bring the young kids in? Let's go. Let's Welcome to the dark side. I, I didn't get a chance to read your story, but you wrote about it, Warren, and we're going to see what you think. Jackpot City uh, comes to you each and every week on the show, and they bring in what's happening around the curling world. Jackpot City casino games perfectly made for you. So here's an update on what's happening. Uh, the Scotties in Calgary. Uh, good game tonight. Kev, give us your take on the whole thing. It was a really good game tonight. Uh, let's yeah, well, let's start off Pool B then. Sure, and that's who was on the uh, on the ice tonight. There's nothing to be decided at first and second. We have Rachel Holman undefeated at eight and zero first place in Pool B, and Jennifer Jones actually got beat tonight by uh, the Territories and uh, Carrie Glusha with Joanne Rizzo throwing last rock, and this is Joanne's last Scotties. So congratulations to her and the team, and she actually made a beautiful out turn in off to the button to get two points to put the game away so a great way to finish off your scotty's career and uh, quite a career it was actually for joanne rizzo but in that game it didn't really matter for jones because she had the second spot wrapped up anyway um but the big game was uh manitoba and kate cameron against uh, clancy grandy at a bc and it was a dandy. It was a dandy. And in the end, uh, Cameron wins. And with that win, knock Grandy out and she's in. So that's the game. That's what you're talking about, Jimmy. Is it winners in, losers out, both at five and three. But because Cameron won, she's now in third spot. So she's in the playoffs. Let's go to pool A. And that was chaos. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the safest way. You've got Alberta at seven and one, Team Canada, Carrie Anderson at seven and one. Uh, but because uh, Team Sturm A of Alberta beat Canada, they get first spot. Canada's in second. A five-way tie for third, all at four and four. All won two games against 
each other in the round robin of those five. Um, so it had to go to draw the button. And the best team for draw the button in the event at the, in the pool A, Team Laws. That's how she got in? Yes. Yep. And she was at one and three after four games. Team Laws was at one right. win and three losses. Everybody's counting them out. They were three and four going to the last game. They needed BC to lose, and they needed Northern Ontario to lose. They both lost, and it was a five-way tie at four and four. They're in at third spot. Unbelievable. So how it stands, now that, now that we're done, uh, we've got uh, Sturmey out of Alberta against Jonesy out of Manitoba playing in the, how do you, exp- the, I guess they call it a qualifying game. Yeah. I guess it's the one say. versus, they call it the one yeah. versus two game. A one it's versus a cro- two qualifying game to move into the page game. It's and crossover. I, I don't, I, we'll let Warren explain all that. <laughs> but the the loser of that game goes to play Laws. Yep. So that that could be very interesting if, if Alberta Sturmey were to lose to Jonesy, mm-hmm. then then you've got Laws playing uh, Sturmey to get back into the page. And once again, I'll let Warren deal with that. On the other side, you've got uh, Anderson Canada against Holman, Ontario. That should be a dandy game. The loser going to play Cameron, the winner, of course, going into the page final four. Um, So that's where it sits right now, but I'd love it if Warren were to explain the entire playoffs to everybody. I I thought you'd want me to do it. <laughs> you need a degree to explain it all, Jim. And it's kind of a step. I'm, I'm still curious as to why they put this in here because they could have gone straight to a page playoff, the two top teams of A and B, and the two uh, one plays one and two plays two, and the way you go, which would be the normal way of doing it. But they've got this extra step in here that brings in the third place team from each pool. So basically, what's happening tomorrow in this first round? The first place team from Pool A plays the second place team from Pool B and vice versa. The two winners will advance to the page one versus two game on Saturday, while the two losers will go against the third place teams again in a crossover fashion. The one from A will go and play the one from B, and the one from B will play the one from A. And then the winners of those two games, which I believe are tomorrow evening, will advance to the page three versus four game on Saturday. So... That's the way the whole thing is structured. It's a little bit complicated, but I think what they were doing the last couple of years was a little more so. But uh, that's what's going to be taking place tomorrow. It's um, that's cool though. Yeah. Quite quite a study here on these teams that have qualified, which uh, I find interesting. So if we look at the Canadian team ranking system, we had seven of the the top seven teams in the Canadian team ranking system were this event, but six of the seven qualified for the playoffs. So that's where they all came from. And it's it's pretty much in order with one exception. So if you look at the Canadian team ranking system, as Holman is one, Jones is two, Anderson is three, Laws is four, Sturmey is five. And the one that skipped out here is Daniel Inglis, who from Ontario was six. And then we have Kate Cameron as seven. And there was one more team from the top 10, and that was Corinne Brown from British Columbia. So uh, those top-rated teams, strange, pretty much in order, qualified, which, uh, again, tells you that going into this thing the way it's structured, you pretty much know who the teams are going to be there at the end of the round robin, I think. By the way, you guys were sharp. I was looking, yeah. You guys picked Sturmey. It's all the usuals. Holman, Einerson, Jones, Sturmey, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not, uh, we were, out of our six picks, uh, we were only one out. Uh, we picked Anderson, Holman, Sturmey, Jones, and Laws. The one we picked that didn't quite make it was McCarville. 
and I think when we looked at this, we both talked about Kate Cameron and Grandy and thought, yeah, they, they will be close, but thought maybe McCarvel uh, this time would, would jump in there. But she almost did, but not quite. But certainly, both Kevin and I said, Sturmy, watch out for that team. They're young and they're new, but they're they're right there. So we got five out of the six picks. So this is, again, it's becoming pretty predictable that you know who's going to be there, I think, at the end of the day. I'll tell you what, though. I watched that game, uh, Kev, Cameron and uh, Grandy. Yep. They better pick up their finesse a little bit, Kev, okay? The little slow draw, the little slow wait. I watched the last three ends of that. They wrecked every second shot. I was like... Uh, I don't know if it was just me, but every time I look, oh, you know, I heard Vic. Oh, God. Oh, God. It didn't turn. Didn't get to where it was supposed to go. They're going to get drilled. They're going to get drilled if they don't pick it up. Well, you're looking at a situation there where those rocks were uh, were sanded on Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday? And this is Thursday. Or were they Tuesday? Anyway, it's just been a few few games ago. So they will grab pretty fast as soon as they start to slow down. And... Uh, and they're putting very positive releases on them. So uh, I think you'd put all that into uh, con- consideration. And uh, that's what was happening quite often. They, they needed to, I thought, a few times. And you could see, it's going to go, it's going to go. They need to be on the sweeping quicker. And if you wait for the thing to move and then start sweeping, when that rock is only going that speed, you've lost it. Do you put any weight, Kevin, on uh, Jennifer who's going into the playoffs? Do you put any weight on that loss she had tonight? Uh, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not not if you're Jennifer Jones. No, no, she knows what she's doing. She's not. I think she was probably looking ahead to uh, to the next one. You know, that that was a game that didn't it didn't make any difference. Holman had a pretty tight game as well, but I think they probably would have gone out there tonight and just said, "Let's relax. We don't have to win this. If we do, we do. We don't, we don't." Well, I think by the if you if you watched it, it was kind of a tender moment with uh, Jennifer. Obviously, knew a bunch of you know those those curlers. Galusha and yeah, Joanne who threw the big shot at the end, and uh, God, they had a lot of extended hugs. There was a bunch of tears. They were, yeah. oh, they're great friends, Jim. You know, you've been playing against each other for years and years. So, yeah, it was really good, really good, super nice. Yeah, super nice. Even Hanson thought it was heartwarming. Well, Warren was crying. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do, I do yeah. a lot. <laughs> so, another thing we're hearing all the time about: Why does Manitoba have all these teams? Well, interesting. When four of the last six teams are Manitoba, just think of what a disaster it would be if Manitoba only had one team in this event and those other three teams would be sitting watching right, right now who are in that level. So that's another interesting thing to note. Why did they Why did they do six teams, Warren, and not just the straight page, which everyone's familiar with? Why did they add on the two teams? Well, somebody probably got the feeling that they need to bring the third place team in and maybe it's because there's no tiebreakers. I'm not sure. Um, and quite frankly, it's, uh, an extra day of probably fairly high profile television could be certainly the other reason why they've done it. So, and what games are being played tomorrow then? Well, it'll be the one where the one versus two games, I think will probably go in the afternoon. And then tomorrow night, I would believe it's going to be the loser of the one versus twos playing the two threes. So that's, that'll be the And then you're left with the page. And you're left with the page on, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. We've got a a bunch of curling tomorrow. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Any word, Warren, before we leave this and go to the next? Any any further word on the suspension? Did anything come out today? Come out this afternoon? No, no. You're you're not going to hear anything. I don't believe it's going to be. It, they'll push it right to the end if it's ethics. It, it'll be the twenty day period. So I don't think we're going to hear it for a while. So we got to make some picks, Jim. Dun 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 dun. Let me pull up my chart. I've got an analytics uh, whiteboard, Kevin, in my kitchen. 
<laughs> okay. Pick four teams, Jim. The four teams are going to survive tomorrow. I'm going with Sturme is going to beat Jones. Anderson is going to beat Holman. So Jones has got to play Laws then tomorrow night if she loses. Yep. I'll take Jennifer. And that means Anderson will be playing Cameron because if she loses to Holman, I'll take uh, Anderson. Yep. Whatever makes sense to you, Jim, you go for it. Kevin. Well, um, I kind of think Jonesy and uh, Holman will win their games. So they're both in. And then Sturme plays Laws. And I think that is going to be a tremendous curling game. Probably an extra end, come down to the last rock. Um, I'm, I think I'll, I'll go with Caitlin Laws because she has a little more experience. But it, it's going to be a heck of a game, I think. But anyway, so that I will go with Laws. And on the bottom side, um, I've got to take uh, Anderson. So I've got uh, Holman, Anderson, Jones, Laws. Yes, and I'm looking, I had already uh, circled my choices before you did that, and I pretty much agree with you. Uh, I think Sturmey, although they're very good, uh, tomorrow the pressure will be there when they're playing all these old veterans, and I don't think they'll pull through it. And having watched Kate Cameron this week, uh, whether it's Anderson or Holman that she ends up playing, I don't think she's going to come through that. So I as well am going Laws, Jones, Anderson, and Holman. Fellas. If Caitlin Laws wins this thing and she looks and the sporting world looks in and goes, here's how this, here's how this girl got into the the playoffs and the and she ended up winning with the draw to the button. And a four and four record, and the other two teams in her pool are seven and one. Yeah. So that's interesting too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. I just I, I just I'm not a fan of this draw to the button. Well, yeah, but it's 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 just because it's new. It, it's it's much as part of the game as anything is. And and interesting that she's done so well in it because these old veterans have been learning all year where the rookies here didn't do that well, that that's so important that they've got to work at it and they've got to be good at it. And it's it's so important in, in where they're going now that they have that draw the button for every game because it's last rock and then the cumulative number is going to determine many times who is in and out. So uh, it's just a different way of doing things. It's time. Can you imagine tomorrow if they were have to go through five games of uh, involving tiebreakers it's three draws they'd be starting at four in the morning oh well suck it up <laughs> put on a helmet <laughs> uh i get it though i get it and while all that's going on let's zip across the pond to finland where the world juniors are going on Warren, it wasn't when we talked to you last time like i said they, they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna blast their way into the playoffs uh team canada well, on the men's side, we finished the round robin, and it's not a, a good news day for Canada. But let's take a look at the final standings. Finishing in first place with a record of 7-2 and two is Norway. In second place, and also with 7-2, and two is Italy, as is Denmark, all three with 7-2. and two. And the fourth team to qualify is the United States at 6-3. and three. Then we have Germany, Scotland, and Scotland at 5-4. and four. And then Canada's Theo Johnson comes in at 4-5. and five. Switzerland's in eighth spot with two and seven, along with China and ninth at two and seven, and New Zealand tenth at zero and nine. So the good news is Canada misses the relegation. They will be in the World Juniors next year. They don't have to go into the relegation round next December, finishing in seventh spot. But they they had a tough week, so they didn't make the qualifications. Um, the playoffs start tomorrow, and it's a pretty simple situation. The top four teams, as I mentioned, are in the playoff. Number one plays four, two plays three, 
the winners play for gold and the losers play for bronze. So it'll be Norway against the USA on the one side and Italy against Denmark on the other. On the women's side, Malaplet from Edmonton did a little better than the men did. So here's the final standings. Switzerland finished in first spot at 9-0. and Japan at 7-2. and And then three nations at 5-4. and Norway, Canada, and Sweden. But Canada got in over Sweden on the draw shot challenge. So they're in the fourth spot. In fifth, sixth spot is Germany with a four and five record. China, three and six. Korea in eighth at three and six. Scotland, three and six and ninth. And Turkey in 10th spot with one and eight. So that's the way things will shake down. Tomorrow, the women's playoffs will also begin. In the first round, Canada's got a, a tough one to take on. They're going against Switzerland who finished the round robin undefeated. But Canada played Switzerland in the last game yesterday, and they were tied coming home, and I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, Canada had the hammer. They allowed Switzerland to steal two. So they came that close to beating them in the round robin, so they could do it. And the other side will be Japan against Norway, and again, the two winners will go forward into the gold medal game, and the two losers will play for bronze, and that'll all be happening on Saturday. So that's what's taking place at the World Junior. Good luck to the girls. Uh, congratulations, boys. Seventh, do they just make it out of the relegation? Is it top seven? They just, they just made it. Well, it's top eight. So the bottom two teams are relegated. If they continue the way they've done it in the past, I will assume they are. So all the other countries with the really good teams, you know, like Switzerland, they got the young junior team coming right up behind them. We don't <laughs> on the mid side. What's going on, man? The the other interesting one is we talked about the Scottish situation in the last podcast, and I've got two, three. I got one on, on Messenger from one of the players on Faye Henderson's team saying, hey, <laughs> we're better than you think we are. We were the world, we were the junior champions last year. So they're very young. And apparently they, they're they telling me in this uh, Messenger message that uh, they were very close to uh, the whole scene all year and that, uh, you know, they felt that they should have been going over um, to representing Scotland. So a lot of these countries got some very strong young players, and I'm I'm pretty impressed with looking at this junior setup, knowing how good the teams are that we sent as to the struggles they've had. So there's got to be some pretty good young players coming up. Look at Italy in the men's side, finishing tied for first at 7-2 to along with Norway and Denmark. Um, and we think that they've only got a one-note show with the teams that are up on top right now. You've got Japan on the women's side, finishing in second spot. So I think some of these nations have got better junior teams and people coming up than we maybe think they have. Yeah, there's more in the stable. That's right. When was the last time you thought or back in the day when Canada would be seventh in a world junior? Yeah, in a junior. Exactly. Actually, Warren and I, this afternoon, we had a chat about this uh, over the phone, just saying, like, wow, what is going on here? The, the strength of the of the international field is is just every year changing more and more and more. They're, these countries are getting bigger and bigger stables set for their uh, young athletes, and those athletes get old, and they play in the Olympic Games in adult worlds. <laughs> that's, that's how it works, and they're really good. Hanson, welcome to the broadcast world. Eh? You got a taste of it where you can do, you can say a million wonderful things about people, right, when you're doing podcasts and you just do Make one little mistake, eh? The Scottish team won. They got in their email right away, eh? They got, eh? It's just incredible, you know? You just just make a mistake. You want to hear from someone, boys? You want to get emails? Make a mistake. 
Okay, and you'll hear from everyone. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I used to do it in radio going, you know, the Montreal uh, Canadians, God bless them, they've won 17 Stanley Cups. They'd be they've won 22 or something. <laughs> People go bananas. You idiots, you know. Uh poor Warren. He didn't deserve that. Uh okay. Uh before we go, this might be my favorite topic. I want I want to know about this. Uh a bit of chatter at the Scotties in Calgary. We're hearing F-bombs. Oh, my God, no. No. Is that a concern, Warren? Is it really? Well, Jim, it is. uh, (laughs) Having been there, it's an interesting story. So there started to be quite a bit of stuff uh, on social media the last two, three days of people muttering, oh, you should have heard her, and you should have heard her, and I'm not going to watch that team anymore. And I'm saying that, you know, maybe need to do a little piece on... uh, why this is even an issue. So uh, it starts off by saying, basically, people in the curling world, you should be more than thrilled the fact that you can hear what those players are saying and thinking through those RF mics. You can see their faces because of the tight shots on them. That all goes way back to the mid-'80s when an old CBC producer by the name of Joan Mead decided that, you know, if we mic the players and we got the cameras in closer on them, so it became a game of faces that we can make curling stand out from other sports because no other sport will allow this. And, I mean, the PG Tour is a good example. The, the caddies should have had mics on them long ago, but you know as well as I do, uh-uh, the players aren't going to allow that. So Joan waited in here in about 1984-85 with the RF mics on the players and the tight shots, and it didn't go over all that well initially. And Kevin can probably remember back in the day when there was a lot of players in there, I'm not wearing that mic. And we got to the point where you had, to, you had to sign a waiver that said if you were in a game that was being televised and you're asked to wear a mic, you had to oh, wear it. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, because it was such an important part of setting us uh, sort of aside from everybody else and making curling kind of special because it didn't exist anywhere else. So you can sit there today in your living room and put your feet up and you can feel like you're right there beside the skip because their face is as big as the screen. It's good for the players because they're the most visible athletes in the world because of the close shots on them that are seen for weeks on television. But the problem is that there's going to be slips. And and always from day one, that's why a lot of players didn't want to do it. And, and the other difficult thing is there's four games on the ice, mm-hmm. only one's being televised. So there's only mics on one sheet. So you may have played three games without a mic where you can say whatever you want. Yeah. All, of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're mic'd. So now you've got to be watching it. So slips are going to happen. But man, oh man, oh man, if a slip happens, and I can tell you from being on that side of it, the phone calls and the messages and the emails at both Curling Canada and TSN, it just blows up. Yeah. So it got down to the point that because of the pressure on us, we had to start instituting fines for, for people that <laughs> threw out F-bombs. And it wasn't like a swear jar done, it, it wasn't usually done unless it was repetitive. But I mean, we were under huge pressure. So my my article was sort of say, "Hey, folks, lighten up! You have something really special here with these RF mics and these tight shots and your players that no other sport has. There are going to be slips. Don't get all yeah. bent out of shape because it's going to happen. And we're in a day and age where f bombs are flying just about everywhere by just about everybody. So watch any network television show, Warren, CBC, CTV. Okay, <laughs> yeah. They're almost they're they're almost dropping f bombs on Sesame Street. Never mind on a curling sheet. Okay, like it's so my my message was to light up. So Kevin, did you ever get you. caught with an f bomb, <laughs> or was it <just> Benny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I ever did. 
Oh no, I, I definitely did. But not no, you said compared to Benny. I, I do not compare to Benny in the F bomb category. No, I'm not sure if anybody does really. I think he's, he's uh, the he's the champ. But uh, you know what? When you're into a major game and you are, you don't realize the mic's on you anymore. You don't even see, you don't hear the crowd. You're focused on a, a situation, a shot, mm-hmm. and if it something goes wild. You might swear, but you don't know you did it. Like there's no controlling it because you're you're outside of that. You're you're so focused on the on the on the moment, and so it's it's going to happen. But I think as an athlete, you try to limit that. You know, generally most shots you throw, you have control of your emotions. Right. Some shots are very very important and high pressure, and you don't have control of your emotions at that time, and that's fine. I think that's that's I think that's okay. You know, just sure. keep it under control as much as you can. Kev, you're a broadcaster now. Have you have you been caught yet where you thought you were muted, but you weren't? Or you thought that you'd gone to commercial, but you haven't? Come on. Uh, yes. You did. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But, but no, 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 uh, no. I don't swear a lot, thankfully. Right. Um, but I, I definitely have got, oh, yes, yeah. of course. You, you, you think you've pushed the button and you didn't. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And, and then, oh boy! And then Mike or Joan or Faldy's <laughs> got to cover for me. <laughs> ask, ask me, Warren, if I ever did it in thirteen years doing a morning radio show. <laughs> if I, if I or, ever, no, I'll ask you if you ever did it in thirteen years of working in the patch. And well, that's we true. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you would get you would get emails, of course. Yep, Gary Gary yep. Galley. Before we go, so Gary Galley is now a color guy, right, for the uh, NHL, Gabby. Was, is his nickname. Been doing it a long time, but he's from Ottawa, and he he did a show on our station, and uh, they brought him in. And the first show, the first show he did, he was he was taking phone calls, okay, and he was new to this, uh, to the the broadcast game, <laughs> and it's a call in show, and there t- people are freaking out about the Ottawa Senators, and he says, "You got to get rid of, you know, you got to trade Bonk, and you got to get rid of Hosa," and 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 Gary's going. Well, I'm not sure about that, uh, but why don't we talk more about it when we come back from commercial? And he thinks that they think they're gone and they have it. And he goes on a tirade, okay, of, <laughs> you know what? They got to get rid of that effing Bosa, effing bonk is effing brutal, good effing God. <laughs> and he looks up at the guys, <laughs> and the commercial. It, the commercial was playing, but he forgot to mute his mic. You know, so and every time the guy sort of broke in this commercial, it, only you heard was the f bomb. You know, it was his second day working or something. Poor Galley. Anyway, second and last. Yeah, second and last. Back then, yeah, we've all done it. I agree with you, Warren. Lighten up. It's uh, with the good comes the, I don't know. A little sort of bad bad boy thing. So there we go. So uh, off and going playoffs. Uh, playoffs. Starting tomorrow at the Scotties down in Calgary. We are going to do a show when again, Warren, before I launch into an extra here. Tomorrow night after the uh, first round ends tomorrow night because two teams will be eliminated. All right. I'll, I won't go tomorrow night. Okay. No disco gym tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no disco for me. I was good. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> thanks everyone for uh, listening. Thank you all to our sponsors who do it each and every week. Uh, listen, if you want to email us, do it. Uh, Warren answers a lot of them. Uh, and Kevin and I are, have a look at them. Well, Kevin does. Thank you to uh, Goldline. Goldline is the founding partner of United We Curl, a nonprofit focused on expanding diversity in curling. Learn more at unitedwecurl.com. Drop us an email, insidecurling at gmail.com, insidecurling at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, join our Facebook group, 
God, you've been busy this week, Warren. I was. I have, Jim. I was There's flipping lot, through it. A lot going on. And in that piece I put out today, I mean, the response to it was enormous, um, far, far beyond what I expected. Yeah. So. And there was a piece Rod was telling me, you, uh, Kevin, I, I don't know if you put it together or someone did a Rod about supporting Brianne in this, you know, in this very sensitive time. Uh, I, th- I think he said there was something like 200,000 impressions on w- on one of those uh, or w- one or two of those posts that they put out lately. So. Actually, we had a note from Rod earlier this afternoon. We've had 500,000 impressions in the last seven days. So it's quite amazing. Good night. <laughs> My job. Uh, anyway, it's a humble brag on our part, but uh, thank you all, everyone, for participating. It, make, it gives us quite a rush when we see those numbers. So thanks a lot. Kev, what's up for the rest of the night? Oh, not much for the rest of the night. For the old man, yeah. (laughs) Hanson's got 42 emails he's going to answer before he goes to bed. And uh, well, Warren doesn't go to bed till two in the morning. He gets up at three. I know he's a bat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not three, man. He gets up at ten after two. He goes to bed at two. We couldn't do it without you, Warren, or you, Kevin, and we couldn't do it without you, the listener. Thanks a lot for tuning in this week, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow night. After the first game of the playoff start. Take it easy, everybody. You've been listening to Inside Curling. See you, Kevin. See you, Warren. You betcha, Jimmy. Thanks. Thanks, Jimmy.